Good afternoon, good morning, good whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm your host, Jamie Feldham. Welcome to our twice-weekly podcast. It's Thursday. We're talking games. We're talking content. Let's move over and introduce our second host of the day, Mr. David Jagno. David, how are you doing? Well, hello there. That was my uh, Obi-Wan impression. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, Jamie? That was overly English, (laughs) whereas Hugh McGregor is famously a Scot. So you you fail, my friend. (laughs) There's a lot to talk about in terms of what you've been playing this week. I haven't been playing much at all, but you have just reviewed Cosmodread. I I was hoping it would be, part of me was hoping it would be bad so I could say it was dreadful, but uh, that that is not the case. It is actually a fantastic horror game. Uh, For me personally, I'm not, I'm not really a huge, huge like roguelike fan. Um, I'm kind of, I've never really enjoyed repeating content in a game. Um, if if I could pick, I would rather have a five-hour game that's all bespoke made content than a 15-hour game that's, you know, repetitive. Yeah. Um, but that being said, Cosmo Dread does it very well. Um, this is the same developer as Dread Hall's White Door Games. It's a very small indie operation. Um, all the design program, programming, all that stuff was done by a single guy. Um, he had some help in terms of art and sound and stuff like that, but most of it's done by a single person. Um, so Cosmo Dread is a VR horror roguelike that takes place on a spaceship that's abandoned and it's kind of like decaying and dying and you're trying to escape. Um, and you begin the game with a little crossbow and you have to locate key cards to open up doors and find batteries to power panels and explore the ship and you know try to pick your way through and figure out what's going on. Um, there's little audio logs that unravel the mystery, you know, kind of Bioshock style. And um, the, it's kind of a neat, like, limited gravity situation. So when you throw objects, they sort of float down slowly and you can really throw stuff really far. Um, it's it's very good. And mm-hmm. the premise is effective. But most importantly, uh, I think this is something that you agree with me on, Jamie, is that this game's sound design is out of this world incredible it is just some of the best sound immersion that i've heard in a vr game and i don't i don't know what the magic is behind it how they did the 3d audio and made it so uh, completely believable but i mean i can hear you know creatures crawling in the exact direction of where they are behind me and around me and you can hear the like weird tentacle slimy sounds that just I mean, it gives you goosebumps whenever you hear this stuff in this game. And it's it's very, very, very good. Yeah, that's a really, really good point because I, it just made me realize that uh, earlier today I went in to film some footage for the video review, which uh, just went live. And one of the things uh, Zena was laughing about as she was editing uh, the video is my head just keeps jolting everywhere because the sound design <laughs> is so good when something, yeah, like you yeah. said, you know exactly where it is. So I'm kind of like shaking and jumping like this. Um, and like, there's a couple of times I approach a door and you like hear a little growl behind the door. And then suddenly I start walking backwards just because yeah. I, uh, something happened the other week where I, I previewed, uh, Rafe, the oblivion afterlife, and I didn't find it very scary in its first hour. And I think that's an intentional thing, but it made me think, have I suddenly cracked it? Am I suddenly very good at VR horror games? Am I, am I a brave <laughs> human being now? Maybe I am. This is an exciting new chapter <laughs> in my life. Then I played... I played about 20 minutes of Dreadhalls, uh, not Dreadhalls, uh, Cosmic Dread. Nope. No, 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 no. This Narrator, game. That was determined to not be the case. Yes. This was 
a very, very, very terrifying experience. It's it's funny. It atmospherically, it really, really, really reminds you of Dead Space, and I don't think uh-huh. Dead Space on a flat screen is actually that scary of an experience. But it also says to me that really, it's it's it's, it's kind of scary, but it's not like Resident Evil Seven or PT, right? Like it's it's got a kind of yeah, it's yeah. More, it's, it's more action, kind of it's more tension. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely has its moments, but you you kind of also know the horror, so it's it's easier to deal with. Um, because like across all three games, it's just you know the necromorph. Here, this this made me think. Actually, maybe I don't want Dead Space in VR because maybe just the experience of being in it is probably going to be too much for me. And that's a shame because Dead Space is one of my favorite series. But even uh, there's a bit in uh, in the r- footage I took where I opened the cabinet and one of those horrid yeah, little eye monsters was right there. First of all, I thought it was like a cuddly toy, so I was like, "What the heck is that?" <laughs> What kind of a toy is that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's the future. Who knows what they're into? And uh, then it just suddenly like sprang at me. Um, and fortunately, I didn't have my microphone on because there was some screaming involved. Um, so I think it's cool. I, I agree with you um, about what you said about roguelikes as well. It's it's a tough genre for me because even, again, going back to flat screen games, games like Hades uh, and Dead Cells. I kind of struggle with those games because I've done yeah, other roguelikes in the past. Me. Yeah, I've Rogue Legacy, which is probably about 10, 15 years old now, uh, was like a 2D platformer roguelike. And I, I like fell down a well with that game. I played it for hours and hours and hours. But after that, I feel like I just had my fill of roguelikes, if you know what I mean. Like, right. I didn't want to then go back in and start another game where you just you basically have to die a lot until you're good enough to win. But I mean, I I I do love um, until you fall. Having said that, but this yeah, we'll I don't know. Do I, a quick... it... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, with this, uh, I I I definitely think it was really really solid from what I played. I would love to play more of it. I will not be playing more of it. Is is pretty much all <laughs> I can say. A uh, quick shout out to Onakazi, Adam Hartzell, G Dog Cheeseburger, Pawalski, Anthony Harrow, Daniel Leeper, VR Bug, Paradise Decay, and Secrets of Hello Everyone. Uh, welcome oh, to the, the OGs. chat. How are you guys doing? Good to see you all today. <laughs> Lots of familiar names in there today. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, yeah, Daniel. It's Daniel makes that. a good point that the better VR looks, the less that they want to play VR horror games, and that's. That's an interesting point because I feel like I kind of reached that point almost with Resident Evil 7 in VR whenever I first mm. played that. Because um, that game, whenever it came out, I think was one of the most graphically impressive games I'd ever seen in my entire life. And mm-hmm. experiencing that in VR was just incredibly overwhelming. And I'm, I'm still crossing my fingers that Resident Evil 8 is going to have VR support of some kind. Maybe they're going to wait and add it on PS5. Um, mm. I don't know what the case is going to be there, but I mean, just last week they announced it's coming to Stadia, so they're still announcing new platforms. So maybe mm-hmm. they're they're waiting because there's a Resident Evil event happening in a couple of weeks, so maybe they'll announce VR support there. Um, fingers crossed. It's a little late, so probably not, but maybe. Oh, here's that. I think is this the moment that you were just talking about with the the cabinet? Um, oh no, maybe. never mind. No, this is your, no, this, I think is, this is your gameplay, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I'm, I, you're right. I hope we get uh, Resident Evil 8 at some point. I 
I do feel like this is going to satisfy a lot of horror fans, though. I, it's it's probably the scariest thing I've seen on Quest. Maybe Face Your Fears takes that. I don't know. No, Exorcist what? for me is still scary. Oh, Exorcist, Exorcist is, yeah, pretty terrifying. I can't get about two minutes into Exorcist. You get, you load into <laughs> the first room and it's you take a little look around and you're like, how, well, I just wouldn't go in much, this room in real life. How much money does Chad have to donate for you to stream the Exorcist VR? In its entirety, do a full playthrough. You have to fully fund Upload VR for an entire year <laughs> for that to happen. <laughs> and let me tell you, it ain't cheap. I, the, this face, this face costs money. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's, it's a shame. I've, it would be cool if they made like Cosmodread with the lights on, and and, <laughs> and they just turned all the like horrid imagery into like fluffy bunnies. I could probably play it then. But I mean, even then, it would just be like Five Nights at Freddy's. That's not much better. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I just, it's not for me. What was that? What else came out this week? Zombieland came out this week. So probably not too much better in the scares department. We don't have a review uh, for Zombieland yet, but it's, it's coming out. Uh, we're going to have one hopefully tomorrow, right? Yeah. That's, I, I, I heard from our freelancer that's handling that one. He said it should be in tomorrow. And uh, G Dog, I saw your comment. They said five dollars to <laughs> is what it would cost. Uh, that's the, the funding for upload for all year. How dare you? Do you know what five dollars gets you in the UK these days? Put on absolutely blast. nothing. <laughs> no, it's a bit yeah, that's barely that. a tank of gas in the California. VR bug says Resident Evil Four Quest announced in two weeks is their bet. That's because of the Resident Evil Direct happening in a in a couple of weeks, right? Like the second one of the year. And we kind of know we. It's one of those weird things where a, a couple of weeks, uh, months ago now, there was leaks from Capcom, um, yeah. many of which I think have, have turned out to be true. Um, and one of them mentioned a Quest Two version of Resident Evil Four. We didn't report it because I think that's kind of murky ethical grounds, um, but could happen. We, we can talk about it here. I would love for it to happen. Um, I don't. Cool. I don't know how you you do it because it's a third person game, and you know, famously with four, you you stop when you're aiming. So would they keep that mechanic in there? They kind of ditch that in the later remakes of different Resident Evil games and whatnot. But it seemed like that was such a core part of like the thrill of Resident Evil Four that if you added movement in while you were aiming, I don't know how it would hold up. But yeah, I would love. I would love for it to hold up very well. You know what it'll probably be? It'll probably be like one of those one or two hour long experiences where you like they'll have like you go to a village and it's just like a drop dead style, like stationary time crisis shooter. Yeah. Or something like that. that. Like, I bet that that's what be they're going to. Oh, and you yeah, um, wouldn't be a new Umbrella Chronicles game actually could actually be what it was. Those weren't bad. I actually like those. They weren't terrible. They were pretty good light gun games. Yeah. But I. You know, I, we'll we'll see. Uh, I would. I'm more excited about the potential of Resident Evil Eight with VR support than another remake of Resident <laughs> Evil Four, basically, which yeah. is also meant to be getting a full full remake on PS5 and whatnot. But we'll we'll see. Um, David, you've also been playing Star Wars Pinball. You've been at the pinball machines using your thumbs. I have. I've been. Is that what you use? I've been on. Oh, what do they call it? On the sticks is the arcade games, or what is the pinball? What was? I mean, I know there's the, the Pinball Wizard song by The, the Who. The Paddles? 
on the paddles. There you go. The flicky paddles, I believe it is. I've been I've been paddling them in it up. Here. <laughs> they call they call me Paddle Man. Is what they call oh, me. No idea. Um, no idea. Yeah. So pinball Star Wars pinball VR. It's very good. Um, the VR version of Star Wars pinball has two new tables. One of them is based on the Mandalorian, and one of them is based on Star Wars collectibles. It's like um like little figures and toys. Um, there's also a really cool room environment here that you can see. Um, so for me, like when growing up, I was never like super into pinball machines. I, mm. um, obviously I was born in 1990, right? So like the pinball craze was kind of before my time a little bit. And I, I got to go to arcades and stuff right on the tail end of it, you know, like with Mortal <laughs> Kombat and Tekken and that kind of stuff. And, um, I, I love old school arcade games. Like I'm a big Galaga fan. That's probably my favorite old school arcade game. But pinballs is something that's never really was never really a big part of my life. So um, playing it in VR, though, is really cool because of how animated the tables are and the different environments and rooms you get to be in. Um, it's it's really awesome. I, I would love to play it with some type of modded you know, controller of some kind because holding the touch controllers just doesn't quite feel the same as pushing mm. buttons on a table. Um, but, I mean, it's a good approximation. And to me, it's more compelling to play in VR than it would be on, like, a PS4 or a computer or something. Um, you know, just that feeling of standing over the table, I think, is is really nice. Mm. Um, it's pretty cool, though. I mean, this is going to be on all VR platforms. Um, I'll have a preview of the Quest version going up later today with video footage of uh, the Mandalorian table, which is new. Um, looks- I don't know, Smashed. I'll have to see if you can shake the table and if it causes it to, like, get tilted or whatever. I'm 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 correct in thinking uh Zen already put out a pinball VR game, maybe even on Quest, right? They've definitely done like is it Pinball FX2? Or maybe that's a different developer. Yeah, it is FX2. I think that's out on Quest. Um this will be a separate release instead of adding the tables into that. But if you um, if you've if you've played FX2, you you probably already know how this plays, right? Exactly, I mean it's pinball. Yeah. You, 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 I mean you know how pinball plays anyway. Actually, that's a silly yeah, comment. Exactly. I shouldn't have formed it. Um, but it looks really, really fun. I, I love uh, how deep it goes with the lore. There was some like posters for like Star Wars Rebels in there, which is really, really cool. Obviously, some uh, Baby Yoda references, which is you know all Star Wars is about these days. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, yeah, hey, it gave me. He has a name, okay. Uh, I already yeah, forgot it's, it. It's was not it a very good or something. Yeah, what's Grogu? Yeah, it's not a great name. Not a yeah. great name. No, Go back and. Go back and remake that episode and, and call him something new, please. Um, yeah, the, I, I, I remember seeing those pinball machines as a kid because, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do them a lot as well. And you would just get so excited at the memorabilia within them, right? Like they would have such cool little 3D models and everything inside and they would have all these cool little references. And that's, that's really the appeal of this at, at the end of the day. I, in watching that trailer, you get that kind of tinge of excitement. Um, so I mean, it won't be a big release, I'm sure. But can can you believe how many Star Wars VR related things we have now? This is what the if you count three episodes of Vader Immortal, the first part of Galaxy's Edge, the second part coming, and this this is the sixth Star Wars thing on Quest, and that's not even counting like Trials of Tatooine, Squadrons, the X-wing VR experience, and then I'm probably right. missing something that would bring it up to ten already in in five years that is a crazy amount of content um, yeah it's you know you, you say squadrons i've i've really been wanting to go back to that game and play it some more again and 
Mm. So I'm I'm probably going to do that soon. But yeah, yeah. Just Star Wars Pinball VR. It comes out April 29th, I think. So about a month mm. away. Um, like I yeah. said, you can look forward to my preview on uploadvr.com later today. Um, also, I'll have video footage here on our YouTube channel. You can also check out our full review of Cosmo Dread on our YouTube channel here, as well as 10 minutes of no commentary gameplay. Uh, so lots of lots of cool stuff coming out today um, for you to check out at Upload. And I think, is there anything else that we wanted to discuss in terms of what we've been playing lately? Not really. I mean, April's going to be a big month in general, so so prepare yourselves. We got the, we got the floor plans. We've got uh hand physics lab we've got like a whole mm. bunch of other stuff there's a uh, rafe there's mask maker um uh, yeah and then i think there's a quick shout a out amount. as well to cubism on quest just got a hand tracking update oh, yeah, good point that is fantastic they do some incredible stuff with that um it's a little puzzle solving game but it but the hand tracking support it just it really takes it to another level definitely recommend looking into that one yeah i need to go back and try that actually that's Oculus said at one point they were going to start ramping up, you know, uh, hand tracking content on Quest, and it's it's kind of hard because the hand tracking there is is fun and it's usable in stuff like a podcast, like this podcast. Um, but it, it's it's still not perfect, and we still don't have things like working out how to do locomotion with it down well. So I'm actually kind of impressed to see this, and Hand Physics Lab is coming, and then Unplugged is coming. They're they're starting to build a good library of content out there uh-huh. for you know you know we're all, everyone's speculating about maybe if one day they release Quest Two without um without any controllers and you you just use the hand tracking and it you know maybe we're starting to see that path being paved with all these games. Um, which for sure. Is cool to think about. Uh, let's move on to the news. We only have two items this week. It's been it's been a pretty quiet march, um, but two kind of interesting stories to go with today. First of all, Rec Room. Still hugely, hugely popular. Now more popular than ever before. A, and as a result, do, has made... Do like a unicorn horn up here? Can, uh, the hand track is not working. Yeah, I can't see your hands either. So <laughs> I, You can do whatever <laughs> you want, but I, I, I won't know. Um, Rec Room has raised another $100 million. A hundred million dollars for another for a vr game which is an insane amount of money it brings uh the total valuation of uh rec room up to 1.25 billion um and it's just a platform that's going from strength to strength it seems although i think the point of conversation here is it's going strength from strength to strength kind of as it's moving away from vr in some respects right there's still yeah. support in there but you know the the xbox launch recently was a you know a very big hit apparently and that's there's no vr support to speak of in there um and then it you know it made that move to ios and everything which is really really terrific business for them i i wonder as vr grows how much of a story uh rec room plays in it because of that cross-platform support if you know what i mean is it going to end up diluting it should it should it have stuck to its guns and you know stayed vr exclusive i mean clearly not because they're making a whole bunch of money but would there be a better vr product from it in the future because of it i don't i don't know what do you think i i don't use rec room too much because of the whole you know mainly kids are in there sort of thing that uh, makes it hard to go in and socialize for me personally. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kind of in the same boat. I haven't really spent a whole lot of time in Rec Room recently. I 
when I, whenever I want to go into something like this, usually my choice is VR chat. I feel like mm. it's um for first of all because VR is in the name, I feel like it kind of naturally attracts more VR native users, um, mm-hmm. even though it does have PC support. Um, Rec Room, I feel like, is really going after that Roblox user base of younger kids, accessible creation tools, you know, kind of cute avatars that can be customized. Um, very, 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 very much based on that similar kind of Roblox model. And I think um, starting in VR was interesting because I think whenever Rec Room first came out in VR on PC, there wasn't anything really like it. You know, it was a good... Um, example of what you can do with user-generated content. And now um, they've clearly expanded beyond that. And I personally haven't even tried it outside of VR. Um, I've Mm. seen footage of it with the way the avatars move in third person and stuff. And I mean, it seems like it, you know, works fine and clearly it's popular. I think whenever they announced their new funding, I think they said 25% of their users are VR users, um, Mm. which isn't a whole lot. It doesn't sound like a whole lot, but whenever you consider the millions of people that use Rec Room, that I mean, that still is quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's still a good thing. And um, because of the VR support and because it's available on PSVR, Quest, PC, etc., um, any new users I think is a good thing because it will continue to grow the platform. And all of those new games that come out have to be designed with VR in mind, obviously. So I don't think. VR users are going to miss out on anything. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think it's a good thing for VR overall. I just think that, um, like you said, it's kind of it's they're they're expanding beyond VR at this point. You know, they, they grew so fast that um, VR wasn't enough. And um, yeah, that's a great way. And to put I'm it. I'm curious to know if that was always the plan, or um, is that because investors, you know, wanted them to expand further mm. and kind of you know take more of the pie. I don't really know. I'm I'm kind of curious to know um, how that came about. G G Dog Cheeseburger says you buy them out, which <laughs> it's pretty funny. I, I I feel like that'd be a big benefit to uh to Facebook right now because this is your uh, weekly check in on where Facebook Horizon is. Nope, can't see it anywhere. Can you see Horizon anywhere? Hello. No, no not even on the horizon. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, we can't see the horizon in here because we're in four walls, but I, I actually no door in here. Now I think about that, and that's pretty concerning. Um, but Axel Hunter says they've uh, introduced their partners, Kids Direct Room. They love it, but have zero interest in it outside of VR. That's a very, very, very interesting point because it's it's one of those things where like we give all these recommendations and guidelines not to uh, put kids under 13 into VR. Facebook itself has that. Um, largely because, you know, you need to be 13 to have a, a Facebook account. Um, but you, that just doesn't get around it, right? Like this and uh, Echo VR, very, very uh, much adopted by, by kids. And Oh, HyperDash too. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying User that. User base uh, on HyperDash is quite young. It's, it's, it's really interesting. And, it, it's, and Roblox, again, is just a really, really great comparison because that is just blowing up massively right now um and it's just an incredible market to be going after so you know more power to your rec room but i can't wait to see what's coming next to social vr that really revolutionizes the platform and i don't know if their focus right now will 
will make it the platform that does that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, that's item one on the news. Done. Item two of two is uh, that uh, we've got the next Team Beef project, sort of. So if you don't know who Team Beef are, they are a team of modders that usually work on the Oculus Quest. They've done some really, really incredible ports of very, very, very popular PC uh, games in the past. So we've had stuff like Half-Life. We've had uh, Doom Free recently. Return to Castle Wolfenstein. They've done mods for that that get them running on Quest 2, and they're pretty much always incredible. This time around, things are a little bit different. Uh, a member of the Team Beef team is doing... Now, forgive me. I, I hope I'm doing the name right. Aeon of Ruin. Did I announce? Did I get the name right, David? Do you know? Or have you ever said it out loud? Because I haven't. I have no idea. Okay. I think it's Aeon of Ruin, um, which is actually an upcoming uh, game based on the Quake engine from uh, 3D Realms, the publisher. Uh, the game looks great. Right. Yeah, yeah. It looks incredible. Um, so this, this one's actually coming out later in the year because the main game itself is not out yet. Uh, and it's being done by a member of Team Beef called Baggy G, which is, they have great names on Team Beef, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this this looks really, really cool. It's it's nice to see a change of pace. It's not a full Team Beef yeah, project. It's the, original, the actual game is made by 3D Realms. The, the, the company is still around. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just weird. I was actually I actually had to do research into 3D realms again for this article because I thought, what are they still here? Did they not die off with Duke Nukem forever? But no, it turns out they published <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff. They published uh, Ghost Runner, which I I think released last year. So they have they have their things in many pies. And this, I think this is going to be cool. I think it's nice to get something kind of new in the mod market and not you know the next. 90s era shooter even though this is obviously very very heavily inspired by it but i mean we're we're looking at the trailer right now wait you kind of know what to expect right it looks like doom and it looks like a really good doom clone essentially yeah it looks like a kind of a combination of doom and hexen and yeah um heretic and all those kind of you know early 90s era uh pixelized 3d shooters and um, it, it looks very good. I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, this is a game that I was already interested in playing. Um, so the fact that I'll be able to hopefully do the whole thing in VR is just amazing. Icing on the cake. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about that. I think it's going to be really great. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird though, right? That all the best sounding stuff for Quest at the moment is kind of mods, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> all the stuff that's actually proper content is coming basically from team beef i don't don't mean to be like derogatory to anyone else out there making full vr games and stuff that probably came across wrong but but basically what i mean is the kind of full vr games always end up being the ports of this kind of stuff um and it's it's going to be interesting to see they the doom free uh psvr port is out next monday Uh, and we were talking as a team uh in slack earlier is the job that's going to be done on PSVR officially with, you know, Bethesda sanctioning it, is it going to be as good as what Team Beef churned uh, out last year? I don't know. Because PSVR is not as capable a platform yeah. as Quest 2 in some ways. Um, I think Heaney, Heaney God is betting on the uh, the Quest port being being the better one. So we'll, we'll find out next week, I think. I think we'll do a comparison on that. I'm excited to see that. Um, but yeah, I, I think the- it's... 
I think it's kind of kind of like what you were saying. I think it's going to be a case of uh, the platform kind of you know holding things back a little bit because I won't be able to spin around as freely in PSVR. I won't be able to um, as move my head as much because the camera has to make sure it can see the headset and the aim controller at all times. But having the aim controller is a huge advantage for PSVR mm. because that. That controller is still one of the best things that has came out of consumer VR in the past five years. It is amazing, and it's a shame that more games haven't utilized it. But I understand the you know, the limitation and the you know it's a niche within a niche within a niche. So it's kind of your your potential user base is so tiny if you target the aim controller. But it's such a good device, and so I'm I'm really excited to play that game in VR with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, G-Dog is asking if Zenith is coming to Quest or is it just going to be on Steam VR? Which I think is coming to Quest, right? Yeah, Quest, That's... PSVR, and PC VR. And it'll be on non-VR PC as well, but it's designed for VR first. Also, is there any news on Zenith the MMO, not the person? Do I understand that? Uh... Is that a joke? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get the reference. G-Dog, G-Dog your references are beyond me. If that was a joke, I'd... I'd tip my hat to you and say it was probably a really really good joke but i'm i'm far too old to understand jokes these days look at this thing i hope it comes to psvr too it's a beaut what are they gonna do do you think do you reckon we'll get like an, another aim controller on psvr too that's that's one thing that's kind of up in the air right now seeing as sony's answered a lot of other questions we have about it at the moment i hope so like i i, I want farpoint 2 with an aim controller i think that would be oh, really really cool yes. That's yes. that's got to be a must, a must, right? But we'll see, David. That's that's pretty much the news. It was it was a slow week, David. I can only apologize to our audience for the lack of news. And on behalf of the VR industry, I say hopefully we'll do better next week, and hopefully someone will. If you if you are interested in Zenith, I um or Zenith, I can't remember how he pronounced it. Uh, I do have uh, part one of an interview up at uploadvr.com uh, that you can mm-hmm. check out um, where we talked about their goal to make it a super immersive, you know, true VR MMO. Um, that's over at uploadvr.com already. And um, I will have more uh, coverage of that game. I did about a 45 minute long interview here in the studio with the CEO of Ramen VR last week. So I'm aiming to get that video published here in our YouTube channel and a transcript up at upload VR. Um, so we'll have more coverage of that game coming very soon. And um yeah, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. And Heaney just posted the interview in the chat. So if you're on YouTube right now, you can click on that and save it to read for later because you don't want to miss what we're about to talk about next. It's a birthday, or it was a birthday earlier in the week. Little game a year ago now called Half-Life Alex came out on Steam. Can you believe it? A year already. Well, if only- a jolly good hero. It, it's it's a it's a date that's very important to many people in the UK because it actually uh, came out on the day that uh, UK lockdown was announced as well. So it's it's a very strange time of year um, for everyone in the world, really. But yeah, Half Life is uh, a year old now, which means we're one year into the no doubt decades it's going to take to get the next one. Um, and we wanted to kind of look back and 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 talk about its impact. Um, was it the impact we thought it would make? Did we think it was going to do more for VR? Did we think it did as much as it could possibly do? I gave Half-Life a 5 out of 5 when I first reviewed it. 
uh, a year ago. Obviously, There's such a shill. <laughs> I thought. I think this game is incredible. I think it's a really, really excellent return to the Half Life universe. Um, I think the interactivity in it is really, really good. I think the production is really, really good. I think it's the slickest gameplay you'll find in VR, pretty much. Earlier this week, though, I wrote an editorial about how, for me, I was actually still kind of disappointed that we didn't get more of a kind of physical revolution inside of Half-Life, given that uh, Half-Life 2 and and Half-Life 1 both definitely had elements of that. And then just months before Alex came out, we saw Saints and Sinners and we saw Boneworks, which are two games that really, really did push physics interactions in VR in incredible ways. Uh And to me, because of that, felt kind of not better games. I mean, the thing I said about Boneworks in my review was that all of this kind of technical stuff is absolutely incredible, but what it can't do is craft like a really, really compelling campaign, which I said is what I expect Half-Life to have, which is what it ended up having. But it doesn't quite have the same pioneering spirit, is what I would say, Uh of Saints and Sinners and... Uh, Boneworks. And actually, for me, I know, you know, back in January or or late December, we talked about like our our favorite VR games of the year, what we thought should get the best VR game. Um, And we all agreed on Alex because I think it's a milestone for VR. Absolutely. But personally, because of that, I think my favorite VR game last year, I think Walking Dead edges it out for me personally. You know, it did for me, too. That's that's crazy. You know, like it's. It's it's really interesting to think about. I think Alex is just such an incredible uh, AAA box ticking game in some ways. It it got us the ten hour massively polished, amazing visuals shooter campaign that that was so impressive that IGN named it what the third best FPS campaign of all time earlier this week. Which yeah, is, yeah. A very, very impressive thing. But I was, I, I think about like the interactions you saw in Walking Dead and Boneworks. And I think about the situations those games put you in. And I try and kind of then transplant what could have been possible in Alex with those ideas. And I imagine levels like, imagine you got like dropped into a like nest of head crabs and all you had to defend yourself with was like, a mop or like a bin lid or something like that that's that seems like such a cool idea that really really communicates what vr can do over traditional games whereas i feel like the alex you know we all ended up playing you can kind of if people say you could never get it in on a flat screen but i i don't know i kind of disagree i think lots of elements of alex you could pretty easily adapt um yeah yeah to uh to like you know turning things into a a button press and whatnot but yeah i think i mean clearly plenty of it would not be anywhere near as compelling if it wasn't in vr just the way the the gloves work and the reloading and how you know vr makes reloading a gun um such an Mm. important interaction and moment of tension whereas in a non-vr game it's just pushing r on a keyboard yeah you know, it's it's so I mean, VR transforms so many elements of a game into, you know, something that would is far more, you know, immersive and um, just tense than it would be outside of VR. But I, I think for the most part, the the way the world is designed, the way the game flows, the way gameplay and you, the way you interact with it, like you said, I'm, 
I mean, you you could do it outside of VR. I mean, Half-Life 2 had the gravity gun. They'll let you interact with stuff in similar ways that Alex does. So, I mean, mm. like you said, like it's, it's not impossible, but um, I, I do want to just echo your sentiments on Walking Dead because um, I think that game had the benefit of being a surprise. Uh, I don't think anyone expected it to be mm, anywhere near as good true. as it was. Um, you know, no offense to Skydance. Uh, there's a lot of talented people there, but Archangel was not that impressive of a game. Mm. And I think after that, I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of Saints and Sinners. Even after I went and visited their studio, I talked to them, I interviewed them. We have the footage here on our YouTube channel. We did a whole interview where they have like a hanging zombie prop in the background. And um, I got to do like a, a studio visit and played the game and saw the concept art. And, you know, I had a lot of promise and I was excited to see how it turned out, but it turned out better than I expected. And I think that um, is a good benefit that a lot of VR games have where a lot of them are coming in under the radar, so they have the chance to really catch you by surprise, whereas F5 Alex had decades of expectations built upon mm. it. And um, a lot of that's not even Valve's fault. You know, that's just the rabid PC Master Race gamer fan base that mm. builds up Half-Life into this sort of unattainable, on a pedestal thing. And um, VR being what it is and being as young as it is, it, you know, I think in some ways... Um, was always going to struggle a little bit. But given those expectations, I think it absolutely delivered, um, mm. which is kind of, to your point, even more impressive that it was able to still deliver amidst all those expectations and pressure. Um, so, I mean, it's absolutely an achievement. Yeah, I, and, you're, and you're right. I, and, and I'm glad you said uh, about like what VR brings that flat screen games don't. So stuff like... Uh, reloading guns because you're you're totally right i shouldn't be taking that stuff for granted for one thing and i it's very 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 easy to do that um after you've played 11 billion vr shooters with many many more to come <laughs> in the yeah. uh in the months to come it's 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 easy to get uh carried away but i uh, know there's there's even stuff like you know valve put out these very polished gameplay videos that i, I don't know maybe i should i shouldn't be slating it too much because i again i gave it five out of five and i i genuinely did love it um and i think i think the thing i said at the end of my review was the most exciting thing about alex for me was that the it it kind of had this message of the best is yet to come uh mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. so many ways especially with the way it ends yeah exactly which obviously we we won't spoil here but if if you've played it you very much know what we're talking about um and i i don't know what we're going to get next from valve i i hope there is still i guess i would say the hunger at the studio to continue on full-time with vr but at the same time if we're going to get i don't know if we're going to possibly get a half-life free or like another spin-off that this franchise has so much clout behind it so much following um so many people following it that I don't know if they can get away with doing another one in full VR. I don't know if if they want to do another one in full VR, which would be a, a shame because I think I think Alex is just the start for them and what they could do. I think yeah. the Jeff level, um, again, not to spoil anything, that for me is a really standout, isolated slice of that game where I I I felt like I was playing an old Valve game that was just innovating around every every corner, and lots of Alex does that but probably not as much as i was 
expecting and hoping for, which which is mm-hmm. what led to that really, really great, solid, familiar experience. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want them to come back and say, okay, now it's time for the AAA 12-chapter game where every chapter is based on something you haven't done in VR before. You know, every every, every idea is fresh and new and every idea says this had to be in VR. I think we, I do think we're still really waiting for that game even after Alex's release. Man, I'm being really mean to Alex. I really like Alex. I'll just tell you <laughs> to the camera right now. I promise you, I really, really like well, Alex. Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's almost the more you love something, uh, the more you want to criticize it because you just want it to be even better, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if whenever I get on a tangent and I start talking about Elder Scrolls, you know, that happens to me all the time where I start criticizing all the things that it's done wrong or in all the ways that Skyrim simplified and ruined the series and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you know, these games are, you know, benchmarks and there are absolutely watermarks that other developers strive to even just hit a partial piece of. And um, Alex is is pretty wonderful. I think um, I, I would absolutely say that if you are a VR developer, um, mm. Half-Life Alex is something you absolutely should play. I mean, just as yep. a, it's for research purposes, as a case study, as an example of how to do so many things correctly, um, I think Alex is a great example of so many things. And, um, you know, it's it's. I'm glad that we got it as soon as we did. You know, a lot of people probably would want to complain that it took four years after the the Rift mm. and Vive release, but um, you know, I think it came out at a great time because now it's propelling more VR into more homes and it's making people uh, want to feel like they need a VR headset because of how great the game is. And um, you know, I hope we get more games like that. I think there's been. A couple that kind of hit that point, depending on your preferences. Um, but you know, Half Life Alex is one of the the only ones I would say is uh, pretty much a you know just a, a must play without any uh, caveats. Uh, yeah, you know. and and to your point about like what it's doing for VR and, and getting VR into more homes, we we know that Steam VR is growing. I you, at the end of the day, the economics of having a gaming PC and a VR headset are going to limit that growth. I still really, really quite passionately believe that Half-Life Alex it saw almost really launches if it comes to PSVR 2. I think that is where it would, you'd really start to see a big push. But then, you know, that's entirely speculation. Uh, we don't know if that's actually going to happen. But to me, that's where it becomes a bit more viable. And it also means like, you know, the PS5 gets a Half-Life game as an exclusive so long as Xbox doesn't, Ooh. you know, realize what it's doing, which is a huge, huge draw. That's where that, I'm really excited to see a whole new group of people embrace Alex um, mm. on PSVR 2. And a shout out to Skiva007 for the $5 Super Chat donation. I appreciate it. He says, I love Upload VR. Thanks for all that you guys do. You're the number one VR news outlet. Respect. Respect back to you, my friend. We are the number Skiva, one thank you VR so much. news outlet. That is that is a fact. Yeah. <laughs> that is a verifiable truth. You can't argue it. Especially you especially can't. with this contribution. Thank you, Skiva. That's that's really good of you. And uh we we love having you here every uh every week for the podcast. All of you. It's always great to see you. Hang out with you for uh, an hour or two. I think. I think we're on a we're we're doing a shorter episode, David. I think we're we're pretty much wrapped up here. 
which is well, which is great. No, which is no, nice. Before you before you try to get out of this, uh, I want to remind you that five dollars is the amount Judog Cheeseburger said is all it would take to make you play The Exorcist in its entirety on stream. Uh, but so, that was his decision. Not now. Money. <laughs> No, I, I think we're all in agreement here. I, I think uh, I think that that's all that it re- was required. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. August, uh, yeah, the screenshot here is Half Life Alex. We're talking about it to celebrate its one year anniversary this week. If you haven't played it, absolutely recommend playing it. Um, Robert, Paradise Decay, Greg's VR. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> Andrew Anderson. I am not hating on Alex. I am not hating on Alex. Again, I gave it five out of five. We gave it our game of the year. I think it's absolutely incredible. I just am talking about the kinds of things I was hoping to see from it. And that's important. You know, we need to, we need to have balanced criticisms of these things. I tried to get that into my review last year when I, when I wrote about it, but a year on, I just, that's kind of something that's been nagging at me lately. And it's, it's something I wanted to talk about at the end of the day and, and, and get out there in the, uh in the uh because also I, I think you know it's easy to get wrapped up in um admiration for all the things that it does well you know within the first few days of its release and then you know a year later you have the benefit of hindsight you have the benefit of having played other things that have came out since then and you know you can look back at it with a fresher perspective and appreciate the things that it did well while also, you know, being able to analyze the things that it could have done better. And I think that's, uh, that's a good thing. You know, I think all forms of uh, consumer media needs that, you know, you, you got, you got to have growth and uh, constructive feedback for sure. G-Dog, you, you keep trying my friend. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it. I'll, I'll start thinking about a kind of mental preparation I would have to get into to pull off the exorcist on stream. So let me, let me ask you this. I, I streamed the entire thing twice. So I did it on Facebook years ago when we used to stream there. And then I did it here in our YouTube channel. You can watch the full two hour long playthrough. Um, It's a little over two hours. Would you rather, instead of playing the whole thing, if I just picked out the scariest chapter for you to play? (laughs) I don't not know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's better than doing two and a half hours. Instead, it's just 20 or 30 minutes. 20 or 30 minutes of being terrified, David. Why yeah. would you want that? Why do any of you want that? I don't understand it. I just want to feel safe. I just want to feel in control. I don't want to. I don't want my brain to legitimately think demons are about to eat me or something. I don't. Why does anyone I, want I feel that? Like, I feel like there is a fundamental misunderstanding of your purpose here at upload vr and uh, it is not for you (laughs) to feel safe Uh, that is not what you're supposed to do here you're supposed to serve our audience and give the people what they want and if they want to see you scared i think that's what that's what you need to do you know i don't i don't all right okay i'll tell you what we get i will come to a decision next week on if i will do this a big part of my brain is telling me to do it, and the, the small part is saying, "You know, you will never do this." But we'll we'll see. I, let's see if I can mentally prepare myself, and then maybe I'll do an Exorcist stream. I'm saying right. it now. Maybe right. I'll do an Exorcist stream. Okay, with that tantalizing cliffhanger, 
uh, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up. But thanks so much for being here today, guys. Uh, another shout out to our subscribers, Dominique, John, BR, Adam, Smash Reality. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you, Skiva, for the contribution earlier. Thank you to all of you being in the comments. Next week on Upload VR, much more game reviews. We're going to probably have uh, reviews of Doom 3, most likely. We'll probably get to Floor Plan 2, which is coming out on uh, April 1st. A couple of other things on April 1st. Whole new month, big new releases. Um, David, what do what you got coming down the pipeline? Uh, let's see here. We've got a, lo- a lot of releases to look forward to over the next month or so. We'll, we'll be doing a lot of reviews. We've already got pretty much all of them assigned out to people and um, figured out our schedule of coverage. Like I said, uh, later today, Star Wars Pinball VR will be up at UploadVR.com. I'll have my preview of that as, as well as a gameplay video of the new Mandalorian table. Um, so you can look forward to checking that out. And I'll have more coverage of Zenith coming uh, probably either later today or tomorrow. We'll have a full interview video uh, with the full transcript of my interview with Andy Sin from Ramen VR. Um, so definitely looking forward to checking that out. I, I think one of the the big releases coming soon is Alvo, right, on PSVR. Mm. That's a new shooter um, that's going to have aim support. It's kind of firewall meets uh, Pavlov in a way, sort of, uh, for people to look forward to. Um, make sure you check out uploadvr.com. Uh, click on our reviews tab to see all of our latest reviews. We've got reviews of uh, big recent re- releases like a Cos- Cosmo Dr- Cosmo Dread. There, I almost said Cosmophobia. <laughs> it's but that too was hot. It's, t- it's yeah, too Cosmo hot. Dread, um, Hyper Dash. We've got reviews of The Climb 2, um, oh, yeah. all, all kinds of different new games. Uh, so we're checking those out. And uh, just stay tuned, you guys. Make sure you hit the bell icon and get notified when we post new videos. And we're live here on YouTube every Monday and Thursday. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for helping out with hosting today, Jamie. Helping out? I'm in the host chair. <laughs> what does that mean? Just because you got your little spiel about going to the website at the end that I need to memorize too. <laughs> thank you for memorize. helping out, David. It's not. Thank it's you not for being here. It, it comes from the heart. All right. Okay, you know, yeah, that that is that is that is true desire very good for you to go to Amazon.com and search <laughs> upload VR for a t-shirt. That's what you should do right now. Okay, all right, fine. I'll give back the hosting chair next week. See you next week, everyone.